It is Locked on Jazz for the 9th of November. Concerned or not concerned? A brand new game involving the Utah Jazz where we look at 10 items and decide are we concerned or not concerned? And you can vote in the chat room while it's all going on. It's all coming up on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. You are Locked On Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How are you? I'm David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA insider. This is Locked on Jazz, your daily podcast on the Utah Jazz, giving you insight, expertise, geeky numbers, and hopefully making it way better to be a Jazz fan each and every day. Thanks so very much for making Locked on Jazz your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's a subscribe button if you're watching on YouTube. You can push that, and then you can also set the bell to be notified when the show is up and when we go live. For those of you watching on YouTube, which I understand, I can look at the data, is only about 12% of you. Um, there is a chat room to the right, and we will uh, let you guys discuss these 10 items that I have today of whether or not um, you should be concerned or not concerned. So the first one has to be shooting. The Jazz come in tonight as the... Uh, three-point shooting, 26th in the NBA at 32.3% shooting after last year being third best in percentage. They are still taking one of the highest percentage of threes. They're just not making them. So are we concerned? And my quick answer is no. So let's, here's why I'm not concerned. Because the quality of the shots and how we're getting the shots is the same as it was a year ago in most manners. Now, there'll be a little concern here at the end, but um, let's get to it. So, first of all, there's a number that's called QSQ, which is quantified shot quality, and it talks about how you're getting your shots. And uh, if you look at the Jazz on quantified shot quality, which kind of gives you the gives you just an idea of, you know, are they getting shots at the rim? Are they getting threes? Are there all these things? Um, overall quantified shot quality last this year, the Utah jazz are at 52.09, 52.1. And last year they were at 51.5. Okay. So overall the shooting and the shots that we're getting in the league so far this year are actually a little bit better. Now let's flip it to only three point shots. Okay, so overall, our shot quality as a team is a little bit better than it was a year ago. On just three-point shots, this year we're at 52.2. And last year, if you look at our numbers, we are at the Utah Jazz come in at 52.2. Actually, 52.14. That would lead you to believe that the shot quality that we're getting from three is the exact same as anyone else than we got last year. The exact, literally the exact same. 
Last year, what we did differently is we shot in transition. We shot 50% of our transition opportunities as threes, and it was kind of revolutionary to the league. Nobody else had done this. And if you look last year in transition, first six seconds of the shot clock, offensive rebounds now reset at 12. So these aren't, or 14. So these are not kickback outs. So these are just transition, first six seconds of the shot clock. Last year, we took 13 a game. This year, we're taking 14 a game. Pretty much the exact same. Last year, we took seven of those as threes. This year, we're taking seven of those as threes. Last year, we ranked 18th in shots in transition. This year, we ranked 17th in shots in transition. Pretty much the same. Last year, we took the most amount of threes of any team in the league in shooting, and we had the second best effective field goal percentage on those shots, second best overall percentage. This year, we're fifth, so actually more teams are doing it. We're taking the same amount. We're 14th in shooting. Last year, we shot 43% of those shots. This year, we're shooting 33% on those shots, largely because of three guys. Donovan's 4 of 16, Clarkson's 1 of 12, and Bogey's 2 of 11. Bogey shot 45% of those last year. Clarkson shot 41%. Don actually shot 36%. Didn't shoot him great. Probably most of his are dribbles. The rest of the guys are passes. So I'm not really concerned. Frankly, you know, a lot of it is Jordan's missing. Bogey's not on either. You know, we only have two guys that are shooting over 40% from three right now. So I think that when you, you look at it, we're getting the same shot quality, the same types of shots. Now, we're way down on passes. <clears throat> we're down on assists. That is, let's go Mythbuster there. Not concerned. We're down on assists because we're missing shots. Being down on assists is a stupid stat. Down on passes is interesting. So that gets to my second one. And this is where maybe I am a little concerned. We have become really, really heavy with an off-the-bounce three right now. So let me explain this to it, if I may. Um, if you look at the league average team in the league, I always like to look at league average on about the 15th ranked team league in catch and shoot this year is making 35% of their catch and shoots. And the league average off the bounce is 33%. So catch and shoots are a <clears throat> about a two percentage points better this year. Now, last year, when gyms were empty for much of the year, that number went way skyward in the NBA. And so there's some level where I think some of the data we have from last year is skewed because last year's catch and shoot numbers were 38%, which it had never, ever been before. And there weren't, there does seem to be some correlation between no fans in the crowd and t players shooting better. If we go back to 2019, 1920, the catch and shoot number is right around 36.8, 37%. So I think that's probably the best number to look at and pull up shooting in that 1920 season. The average team in the league, if catch and shoot was at 37%, the average team was at 33. So there's usually a three or four percentage difference between a catch and shoot and a um, off the bounce three. We currently are taking 23 catch-and-shoot threes a game. We're in the bottom 10 in the NBA at that. Weirdly, I Jordan Clarkson, only reason. 
we're shooting 31% on those shots. Okay. Our off the bounce threes, we're taking 20 a game. The next closest in the NBA is 17. The next closest after that is 16. And the next closest after that is 13. So only three teams in the league are taking more than 13 off the bounce threes a game, and we're taking 20. Either we're on to something or it feels a little high. And we're only making 32% on those. Uh, Again, without piling on too much, Jordan is three of his last 25 on off the bounce threes. And that's probably 90% of the reason because Mike Conley's 41%, Donovan's 32% off by a tiny bit. But that might be why our pass number is down. That, well, really, we're just missing some shots. That's why our assist number may be down. It doesn't seem to be changing the what we're getting in regards to shot quality, as I just showed. But, like, I'll put a little concern there that we're taking inordinately more cat, or off the bounce threes than the rest of the NBA, unless we're on to something. We could, right? Like, there's a chance that we're, we, we've been kind of ahead of the curve on a bunch of these things. Um, and maybe we're ahead of the curve again. But last year we took 16 and a half and this year we're taking 19.7. So we're taking three more per game. Last year we shot 36%. This year we're shooting 31. This is also the shot that seems to be impacted most by the rule changes and um, is not having, you know, you're not getting fouled on it anymore and some of um, those aspects of things. Um, last year, our catch and shoot numbers, we last year took, uh, we're taking 23 this year. Last year, our catch and shoot number was 26. So it does feel like we've moved three catch and shoot threes over to <clears throat> off the bounce threes. And I don't, you know, mathematically don't love that. All right. So that's a little concern. Uh, we'll touch on Jordan Clarkson next on our concern or not concern. Tuesday edition of the show is brought to you by Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan, also located in Linden. The Murdochs, doing amazing work right now, have decided that despite the car shortage that's taking place, they are not going to charge more than MSRP. They will not take advantage of this unique circumstance to gouge their fellow Salt Lakeans or their fellow Logans or their fellow Lindenins. These are all words I've made up. Um, I mean, I'm talking to Blake about it. He's simply like, I'm not going to the grocery store and not going to church and seeing people that, uh, you know, where we took advantage of them for three to $5,000 in this type of circumstance. It's not the right thing to do. So the Murdochs aren't doing it. Uh, latest on car shipments is there are some coming in. So if you want to give me an email at dlock09 at gmail.com and tell me which spot you're going to go to, uh, I can try to set you up. The SUV lineup is absolutely fantastic. Uh, and what's taking place right now is uh, there are more only two Palisades coming in, but there's a decent uh, kind of run of cars coming in right now. Uh, more inventory, at least incoming units. Last I heard, this was kind of early October. 14 Elantras were coming in, eight Sonatas, 15 Tucsons, 14 Santa Fe's, 10 Konas, and two Palisades arriving before December. So if you're interested in getting a new car before the end of the year, feel free to email me at dlock09. We'll set you up with a VIP meeting and get you taken care of over at Murdoch Hyundai, located at 4646 South State Street, also located in Logan and in Linden. I am currently driving 
the Sonata. It's pretty outstanding. Um, so nice work. Uh, today's show is also brought to you by Prize Picks, the best DFS prop game on the market. Prize Picks offers more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator, superstar players, as well as bench players. Only recording a handful of minutes are still in the game. Plus, 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So be sure to use the promo code NBA. You pick two to five players and over under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that easy. Use the award-winning app, both in the App Store and Google Play. LeBron's over. Mahomes is under. Not LeBron anything. Russell Westbrook, whatever. Carmelo Anthony. Wow. Steph Curry, 50. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com. Use the promo code NBA to go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks, your daily fantasy made easy. I love, you know, you will too. Actually, I'm not allowed to play. I'll be totally honest. I want to make sure that's clear, uh, but it's pretty cool. All right. Uh, thank you very much for making Lockdown Jazz your first listen of the day. I see a bunch of questions coming in. I will try to get to them. Um, all right, let's, um, Jordan Clarkson. I'm a little concerned. So I'm only a little concerned because it's been 10 games. Like he's not a 21% shooter. And, um, you know, it's largely his catch and shoot three, but now it's leaking over into some other things. So <clears throat> right now he's shooting 34% from the field and 21% from three. Um, and frankly, we're not very good if he shoots that. Like, so that's really my concern. It's not that I think Jordan's going to stay like this. It's the reality that if your second highest volume shooter is shooting 33% and 21% from three, and is probably the worst points game player in the NBA right now, you're not very good. The fact that our offense, how is it even possible that our offense is the second best offense in the NBA and our second highest volume shot guy is doing that? Blows my mind. Not sure I understand that. Largely, our offensive rebounding is through the roof right now. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> this Jordan's 7 of 40 on catch and shoot. That's going to fix itself. He was 39% last year. He was 37% or 39% two years ago, 37% last year. Over 500 shots there. So I'm going to take the sample size of 500 over the size of 40. The one that has me a little concerned is that he's now three of his last 25 on the off-the-bounce three, and I think he's impacted by the rule change. I don't have the numbers. It's probably PBP stats, which I am not as good as some others to use. But I am. he got fouled on those shots. He used to kick the leg out, get the foul call, and it felt to me like I would guess in a 72-game schedule, my guess is that Jordan Clarkson went to the free throw line on a – three-point play, three free throws 30 times last year. Um, I don't know if that's true, um, but that's what it feels like to me. And I think some of that leg kick out, and maybe that's where the catch and shoot numbers are not quite right. Like, I think he's going through an adjustment to how – all the stuff around him. And I asked him at the very beginning of the season if he thought that there was a chance this was going to have an impact. He was like, no, no chance. Huh. So that's my concern sort of with Jordan that I actually think he used to get that call a lot. 
And I think it's having an impact. Bench unit stuff. Um, am I concerned or not? So on one level, I'm absolutely not concerned at all. If you look at our lineups right now and you take out any, frankly, and now this, we'll get to this in a second. This will, So this is where I'm not concerned. Our starting lineup is plus 15. Our first bench unit, which is the unit that killed people last year, is plus 14. Our middle bench unit with Jordan as kind of the key offensive player with Donovan, Royce, Boyan, and Hassan is plus one. Okay. Like, again, being plus and Jordan doing was doing amazing. Our next bench unit, which is Donovan, Royce, Boyan, Ingles, and Gobert, you take Jordan out, is plus 13. Our next bench unit, which is Donovan, Royce, Boyan, Joe, and Hassan, is plus 22. So, no concern. We're very different with Eric Paschal than we are with George Niang. Pascal crashes the glass. He's pretty good defensively. He's not a good shooter. He's 6 of 25 on catch and shoot. He's 2 of his last 15 on catch and shoot threes. Like, he's not a great shooter. Like, that's not his strength. He drives. He passes. He can beat guys one-on-one. He gets ISO mismatches. He bogarts him to the rim. He flies in. for. He does a, moves defensively. He does a bunch of things really well. So, not concerned at all. Non-Mike Conley game minutes, which is going to happen 15, 20 times. Super concerned. Super concerned. Jordan Clarkson, Jared Butler, Joe Ingles, Eric Paschal, Rudy Gobert, that second unit when Mike Conley's not in the game. Only 32 possessions, really small sample size. Minus 18 with a 75 offensive rating. Um, Trent Forrest in. <clears throat> Actually, Trent Forrest minus 1875 offensive rating. Jared Butler in minus nine, <clears throat> 121 defensive rating. There's a few things that have me concerned in this one. One is that Joe does not have his pick and roll game going at all yet. At all. And it's, and Jared Butler and Trent Forrest aren't really ready for that either. Donovan's pick and roll game is on point. He's great. We'll get to that in a second. The the line, the key to us last year to going, I thought it was 14 and six. Someone told me it was 15 and five. When Mike Conley was out, was that Joe Ingles' pick and roll game was amazing. Joe's sh- shooting is ridiculous. He's 17 to 34, 52%. His, he's just, ama- he's incredible. Uh, and I've always said it. Like Joe's biggest problem is he can't pass to himself. But, his pick and roll game is not on right now. More switching, more physical play. He's pretty smart. He's going to adapt to it. He's probably going to figure it out. But right now, in the game, the two games where Mike Conley hasn't played, what used to happen is that was the night where like Joe would like step out and have his big night, and then we'd all talk about Joe's starting numbers versus bench numbers and all that kind of stuff. That's not happening. And I'm a little concerned that the league's seen enough Joe Ingles pick and roll that they now have a defensive game plan to it, and he's going to have to adapt um, because those minutes are not as good. We really look in the non-Mike Conley games, we don't look as comfortable as we did last year. Now it's a sample size of two, and it's against Chicago, who's really pretty darn good, and Orlando, who played really well against us and got into us physically and was very athletic. Um 
But I do think that that's, that would be, if you ask me a concern, that's pretty high on my concern list. That one, it doesn't feel as though either Butler or Forrest is really ready to hopefully take those minutes. Um, I don't, you know, I don't know how when Rudy Gay comes back, it might change it. It might give it a little bit more of an offensive punch that takes some of that pressure off. But that one would be um, a concern to me. All right, so we are through shooting, non-concern. Off the bounce three, maybe concern. Clarkson's a little concern. Bench unit overall, not concerned at all. Uh, Non-Mike Conley minutes, a little concerned. Um, All right, coming up, our defense is currently ranked seventh. Our half-court defense is ranked fourth. Our defense in the last few games is not good. Should we be concerned on that? Then a specific inside that, we'll talk about Donovan. And then um, Rudy Gay is the answer to all problems, yes or no, uh, coming as we continue on today's edition of Locked on Jazz. Rock Auto. Gosh, We haven't talked about our good friends at Rock Auto in a little bit. And they are good friends. You know why? Because for 20 years, they've been in business helping do-it-yourselfers and professionals the exact same way with an old-school, easy-to-navigate website that lets you get whatever you might need, from carpet to car parts to truck parts, whatever your car or truck might need. It's there for you in Rock Auto, and it saves you money. Why choose to spend 30 50 or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. No need to do that at all. Instead, go to rockauto.com and they'll give you the same price for everyone who goes to the site. So write locked on in the how do you hear about us box. Go to rockauto.com and see the amazing selection, the reliably low parts, well, the reliably low prices and all the parts your car will ever need. It's our good friends over at rockauto.com. It's a pleasure have them as a kind of reoccurring longtime sponsor in this program. Family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Those are the companies that are sure fun to support and be behind. RockAuto.com. Make sure you write locked on in the how to hear about us section. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. It's RockAuto.com. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Seriously, how many things have we subscribed to that we're just like, oh, I'm still paying that? Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to get control of your subscriptions. This this is needed. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for your subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save, are you, this is crazy, up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. I'm on this. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Has over 2 million users and has helped save over $100 million. Yeah, $100 million. So don't fall for the subscription scam. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. You could save thousands a year. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. I'm, I'm going to, who's going to, am I going to beat you there? There's so many scenarios, Like right? Your ex is still using your Netflix. You've forgotten your free trials to automatic renewals. How many free trial subscriptions? I mean, this shaving thing, that shaving thing, my 1,200 coffee thing. That's amazing. All right, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right. 
Our defense, I'm not concerned because we have Rudy Gobert. Um, and it's all transition defense right now, which we're 26th in the league in transition defense right now. Uh, so that's focus and effort. Um, we are small, and we had this problem last year early in the year that when Mike and Donovan are there and they spread out, we're just really small. And Royce is 6'4", and we don't cover much space, and people just drive the lanes. We kind of figured it out as the year went on last year. We ended 10th in the league in transition defense, so I don't think we're going to finish 26th. I do think the league is playing more transition. I think the league is taking more early threes, which negates our value being in the half court. Um, and those are the things that we're going to have to combat against. So that would be, I guess, like it's not 100% no concern, but really truthfully what's going on with us in our half court right now and not being good at transition defense is a focus area where we need to get better. Um, lat- teams slow down as the year goes on too. I would generally feel they get a little more tired, but last year, um, the amount of possessions in the half court uh, for the Jazz were a league average half court possessions was 81.6. And this year it's 79.6. So one more possession a game is being played out of the half court. Anything in the half court is to our advantage. Um, but I think that's just, you know, we need to focus where the fourth best half court defense instead of the number one half court defense, which is the difference, uh, which is a little bit different. I do, I am a little concerned and we're going to have to adapt and this is going to be a season long issue that we're going to have to figure out that I'm seeing more extended stretches where Rudy's impact is taken away. Teams just know they cannot attack Rudy. He's just too great. Um, And so I thought in the Miami game, he was not as impactful. They brought Bam out. They played handoff, pulling Rudy out. I thought against Orlando, he wasn't impactful. I think that might've been fatigue. Um, Freck, the more I look at Orlando, the more it is fatigue. Like I'm not, I've gotten less and less and less and less worried about that game um, over the last 24 hours. The more I watched it, the more I looked at numbers, the, it's like a um, bunch of stuff like that. So um, I think that the, um, so that, that one, I want to keep an eye on that one has like a little birdie in the back of my head saying, now the other thing is you may forget those minutes last year, right? That there probably were times where Rudy was less impactful defensively last year. And you just don't remember it because he was so great. And also Rudy, I think had, there's a really strong case. Ben Dowsett made it last year that the last year, the number one defensive season by any player in the history of the NBA was had by Rudy Gobert. So um, I think that's it. One area I am concerned defensively. I shared it the other day. I'll throw it out there again. Defensive three-point shooting percentage is going to come to get us. Um, We're going to be better than the rest of the league at defending threes because we have Rudy. But right now, teams are the defensive shooting accuracy against us right now. We're the number two team in the league at 30.5. We're probably going to be, that's going to move its way, continue to move its way up a little bit. Uh, Last year, our QSQ defensively was 47 49.7, it's now 50.5. So teams are getting a little bit better looks against us this year than they got last year. Um, And so I think that that's, you know, worth keeping up. So that one would be slight concern. Final one, Donovan. Is he taking the next step? Absolutely. Um, I think he's been outstanding. And I think he's going to be only better. Last five games, he's scoring 30 points a game. He always starts a tiny bit slow. He's only shooting 32% on his off-the-bounce three, which um, is actually not that far off. His last two years were averaged at 34, so I think he's fine. He is not hitting his catch-and-shoot. 
He's at 23%. His last two years on catch and shoot threes were at 43%. He's going to explode one of these games and hit seven of eight and probably drop 40. Um, I think he's been outstanding. His pick and roll offense is every year has just gotten a little notch better. He and Rudy are unstoppable right now in the offensive pick and roll. He's playing with the ball in his hands more. Um, He's only shooting 31% from three and it's going to go up. Uh, I, I think he's been outstanding and that might be the most encouraging thing here is frankly, you're only as good as your best players. And this is a superstar league and we do it collectively during the regular season. And then when it gets to the playoffs, the question is, do we have a superstar league? Um, and I, he's getting better and better and better and better. Um, and he's better defensively last year on the pick and roll. He allowed 0.98 points per play this year. He's allowing 0.76. So he's busting his ass defensively. His offensive game has gone even to the next level. Um, he was at about 1.07 points for pick and roll. He's now at about 1.11. Uh, he is, and he and he hasn't clicked in yet. And he's averaging 30 a game for the last five. So duck and take cover. Final one is, I'm really excited to see Rudy Gay. But I cannot get out of my head that Rudy Gay is... 36 years old, 35 years old, coming off a foot injury. And I just, he was good last year at 38%. Um, stopped going to the line a little bit. Like he's good. He's big. He's versatile. There's a lot of different things. I, I, I have to admit, I'm a little nervous on the amount that I feel like our fan base is like Rudy Gay, Rudy Gay, Rudy. like that. So this is my concern to the fans, not to Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay will be fine. He's a veteran player. He knows how to play. But like, is he changing the world? Eh, let's hold off on that. Not, wasn't crazy efficient last year. Was a negative points game player. Does he shoot better than Eric Pascal's uh, six of 24 in catch and shoot? Yes. Does he crash the board like him? Probably not. Like Eric's done incredible stuff on that. Um, does he have kind of a, gumption to him yes like it'll be pretty exciting and i think you know i think there's a chance we got this extended home stand i think there's a chance we see him somewhere around maybe the philadelphia and toronto game that seems early but maybe there's a chance sometime uh on that all right those are my 10 items mostly not concerned what's my concerns little off the bounce three heavy jordan it's been 10 games a little concerned non-mike conley minutes that one's real okay there's my one real concern Non-Mike Conley minutes. Games where Mike Conley doesn't play. Like, that's a real concern to me. Um, Minor. Keep an eye on how often teams are able to make Rudy Gobert ineffective defensively. Um, Teams just can't. He's just too good. You can't attack him. So you have to do something else. All right. That is Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much. Great chat room conversation going on. Join in on it. Hope everyone's having a super day. This is Locked on Jazz. Thanks very much for making us the first Locked on Jazz, your first listen of the day. Locked on Fantasy Basketball with Josh Lloyd is outstanding. So make sure you go make that your second listen today. Have a great one.